Michelle Constant on SAFM. So next up, we're going to look at uh, heritage and how it works with chefs and farmers. When we think about heritage foods, heritage tomatoes, I always love it when you go into a store and they say these are the heritage tomatoes and there are tons of very different tomatoes, all different colours, all looking wildly different and uh, we can then choose which ones we love. Sipiwa Sutole is a farmer and founder of something called African Marmalade. Spiwa, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Michelle. So when we talk about heritage ingredients, what do we actually mean by that? So when we're talking about heritage food, we are talking about either indigenous or food that's not necessarily indigenous, but we've actually kind of indigenized it and it has actually become part of our heritage. For example, maize. It is not indigenous to the continent, but it is consumed across uh, many cultures. People have actually embraced it as their own and have come up with all sorts of uh, uh, meals and dishes that they make out of maize. So there's there's a there's a whole bunch, as you say, of of foods and that are in fact heritage foods. What are they? If, if we look at ourselves in South Africa, for example. Yeah. So you you'll be looking at things like your I mean sorghum is indigenous, so that's part of our heritage. So sorghum, be it white or red, things like the millets, the small grains, uh, your cassavas, things like amadumbe, those are our part of our heritage. You know, you don't go to places where these things are grown and you don't find it. When you're going there, you're visiting, you're expecting to to eat that kind of food. Sweet potatoes. You know, you go to Limpopo, you come back, you know, gushing at how beautiful and how tasty and flavorful the sweet potato in that particular region is. Things like okra, it's also part of our heritage, but it's not in all the nine provinces. It's only come some kind of our heritage food in certain provinces like parts of KZN, Mpumalanga, and and, 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 and Limpopo. I know that here on our show, we've um, done interviews with people about Moringa. Tell us a bit about that. Oh, yes. Yeah, Moringa, it's again one of those a tree of life that grows um, in, in, in certain parts of this country. And it is uh, very potent, very healthy. And, and people have de- 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 developed a lot of products that um, they are making out of Moringa from your drinks. We've also seen uh, things such as Mahew, which is another one of our heritage food, uh, which is your fermented um, either sorghum meal or uh, maize meal. That, um, some people are adding Moringa to make it even much more healthier and you know so to to add additional nutrients uh, amongst amongst other stuff so we do have got moringa and people are turning that into capsules they're adding into drinks into smoothies into all sorts of other stuff and it has actually activated um regional um regional economies you know we're going to go to a break but when we come back from the breaks beware i want to talk to you about the harvesting heritage um event that's taking place on the 12th of september at the saxon hotel sounds like it's going to be a fascinating one for sure. Uh, it is going to be a blast. At SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM. We're chatting to Spiwe Sotole is a farmer and founder of African Marmalade. We're talking about the Harvesting Heritage Competition taking place at the Saxon Hotel on the 12th of September. And really starting to look at what do we think are heritage uh, vegetables and heritage plant-based things and how, you know, fruit and vegetables and how this is a return to uh, making foods differently. Spiwe, um, we have had a, li- a listener who just wanted to say um, she's going meatless nowadays, but she wants to know 
How do you prepare and cook okra and what does it taste like? Um, okra, I would say that it is like green beans, but there's a sliminess into it, <laughs> which is also very good for things like your, your joints and your bowel movement. So you would, you can either cook them whole with the stock, which is like the stem, or you mm. could actually chop them and you boil water. You can boil water. If you go cooking the traditional way, you boil the water, you add a little bit of bicarbonate of soda or a wood ash and you throw it in and you boil, season it with salt and some chilies if you like, and you add that with your whatever starch that you're having. And you can also just also kind of stir fry it and mix it with other vegetables. There's just so many ways to doing it. One Other of, people mix it with meat. Yeah, one of the listeners saying, um, we do have okra in the Eastern Cape and we have it, an Isikosa name for it. The clue is that it's on our Isikosa calendar and I don't want to disclose the location because um, harvesting of these plants in the natural environment is a big challenge. Well, what is the, the, the name of okra in the Eastern Cape? I'm not sure what they're calling it in the Eastern Cape, but we call it Mandande, that is in Pumalanga. The Swatis, they also call it Delele in, uh, in, the, in, the, in, in Limpopo, that is amongst the, the Tsongas and the, and, and the vendors. So it is Delele or Mandande. So I'm not sure what it's called in the Eastern Cape. It is not a common vegetable, but people have started growing it for its, for its health benefits. I mean, you know, when you talked about the slimy okra when you cook it, I must say, I, it is slimy. It's kind of a bit like, and excuse me saying this, but it's a bit like snotty. Um, but, but, and I'm putting a big but there, is it might be a bit snotty, but like an okra soup is delicious, even if it is slimy, eh? Huh? Oh, yes, yeah. But Ooh. it is also more slimy if you're going to boil it. So if you're not boiling it, you're deciding to chop it and you mix it with other vegetables like you're putting with your peppers and your mm. onions and something like it is not going to be slimy. You are still going to feel a little bit of slime. I always say, for instance, to people, baby mothers, there is a little bit of sliminess, but you don't really feel that much. But with okra, it's much more pronounced. Yeah, I know. And I love it, even though I can't believe I'm saying that because I hate that sliminess with eggs. But there we go. Um, yeah. When we talk about the competition that's going to yes. take place at the Saxon Hotel, tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so on the 12th of September, we have this Harvesting Heritage pastry chef, pastry competition where um, five chefs are going to be competing, presenting uh, several, three, 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 three dishes, one being savory, one being sweet, you know, lending some of the stuff towards high tea kind of elements and using indigenous and heritage ingredients such as uh, fruit, uh, beet, masala or things like your amadumbe, sweet potatoes or anything that, I mean, is currently in season or available using some of the gluten-free flours from your millet and your sorghum. So those people will treat us to that. They're going to be judged in terms of how they've actually treated those ingredients, how creative they've been, you know, taking something that people just don't even take that much serious, turning it into something that can go into fine dining, can be found in, 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 in high-end kind of establishments. Uh, I'm, I'm amazed at the idea of thinking about pastries in relation to um uh, to, to heritage plants and heritage wheats, etc., you know, as you say, cassava and the like. Does it taste very different? 
Well, if you're looking at cassava, it is a beautiful gluten-free kind of a flower that that also used as a binding agent. So there's multiples of utilizing that. You can also use it in, as um, as your as your main instead of having things like your 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 bread or pasta or something that you could actually utilize. Um, um, you could utilize uh, cassava mm. flour. Oh, someone's saying okra grilled on the griddle is my favorite. <laughs> 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 I, I can't answer that. You have to answer that. Is that true? Is it just delicious when it's grilled on a braai or something? Oh, yes. Yeah, that's why it's so versatile. You can just do so much with it. You know, and you, you limit yourself with, your, with, with, with what you can do with it. You just decide. If you feel, listen, this is what I want to do. It would actually work. If you think you want to dip it in some um, coconut or maybe olive oil or anything like that, you can do it. And if it works, it works. If you, you want to tweak it, you can also do it. And I think that is the beauty of um, the harvesting heritage um, and uh, competition and the chefs because they're showing us many ways of utilizing some of ingredients. Spiwe, you are in fact a farmer as well. You have a farm um, in Midrand. And uh, if, tell us a little bit about some of the plants that you are growing on your farm, A. And then B, I read that you're a, a coach in natural farming. Now that's interesting because I suppose we've all moved so far away from the soil and it is time for many people who are passionate about it to move back and to learn more. Tell us a bit about that as well. Yeah, okay, so what we grow in mainly during the rainy season, that is spring and summer, we grow things such as your sweet potatoes, the three different colors. We do cassava, we do amadumbe, uh, okra, of course, and things such as your cow peas, your bambara beans, pigeon peas, um, and various other types of beans that you don't find in the shops. So when you walk into our shops, what you see is probably sugar beans, butter beans, and maybe some mung beans or whatever. Um, so mm-hmm. we just added and expanded the number of beans. We also grow a number of different colors of uh, um, peanuts, such as your black peanuts, your striped peanuts, your two-tones peanuts, you know, the giant peanuts and the small light skin and the, the, the red Ooh. skin uh, peanuts. We do a lot of calabashes and uh, the African pumpkins. <laughs> we do um, your African melons, what other people call it, or Majoti or Makatan. And in terms of mentoring and coaching other, other farmers or even household growers, I do that because for me, we as smallholder farmers, we don't have that much land. Some of them have got five hectares or 10 hectares, yeah. but collectively we probably have got more than 10,000 or 50,000 hectares that we can actually utilize to grow food that um, is currently not available in our retail stores. It's currently not available in, a, in, in restaurants. So that will then help to improve access to nutrient-dense food. But the reason why I also do it is because indigenous crops are actually water-wise. They are acclimatized and adapted to the environment. So they don't really take as much effort to grow. They also don't take that much water to grow. So they're grown more effortlessly. Some of them even have got a shorter cycle to grow. And that is why we actually need to encourage people to say, this is good for your soil. This is good for the planet. This is also good for you as a person. So you're not eating it because you're poor. You're eating it because it is the right food for you. If you go to other countries, they're growing their own food. So why are we not growing our own indigenous heritage food? Uh, In closing, we've got a question. Kat from Peter, Peter Maritzburg says, what is the quantity of cassava to replace flour quantities? And can I use cassava in muffins? <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. So what happened is that it really depends because remember the cassava flour is gluten free, so it's not going to rise like you have with your wheat flour. Um, so you have to look into the balance of those ingredients. But I am not a chef, so I think the the chefs that are going to be participating in the mm. harvesting heritage are the ones that are better placed to actually show how what will be the proportion combination. Or for instance, if you're going to use sorghum flour together with so with 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 uh, cassava flour, you know, so you could have to be able to experiment. We know that gluten-free bread or gluten-free, um, you know, baked stuff, they don't rise Ooh. as much as your wheat. And also it's how you're processing it and what you're mixing it with. Just uh, in closing, the event that takes place on the 12th at the Saxon, it is, as you say, they're going to be baking with um, heritage wheats and flours, etc. And the question, I suppose, is can anybody attend or will we be interviewing the winner um, of the event next week instead? Yes, yeah, it is a by invitation only event. It is only open to a few people, but um, the content of what or the actual event would be shared later after it has actually happened. And there will be a series of other events in different provinces that will be open to more to the public and many other uh, attendees as well as to more chefs. This is just the first one that is, that is being organized by the Harvesting Heritage Team to say, let's do the pastry one here in Gauteng and then we also open it to other place. There are also not that many pastry chefs in this country and we need to actually encourage more of them to come to the front and actually utilize um, heritage or indigenous ingredients. Spiewis Tolo, it sounds absolutely brilliant. Farmer and founder of African Marmalade and that event is taking place on the 12th. It is not an open event. It's um, just going to be taking place in front of uh, a few invited guests and there'll be five top pastry chefs uh, who will be making all sorts of different desserts and uh, pastries, including um, soba and baobab cake and amadumbe palmiers. It sounds like it's going to be amazing. It's going to be delicious as well. We'll certainly keep our eye on it and uh, if needs be, we'll interview the winner next week and see what they have made their pastry out of. It's 9.32.